Welcome to Watch Therefore. Our Savior Jesus told us to watch for His coming, and the signs that He spoke of are all around us, shouting, Watch Therefore, and be ready. So join me, Dove Schwartz, as we learn to watch and prepare for the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to Watch Therefore. We're watching for this King, this great Messiah, Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah for this special season of rejoicing. Oh, you, you, you might not understand or haven't heard, this is Sukkot. Hallelujah. And as I say that, maybe you're thinking, what's that and what are you talking about, man? Well, I'm going to share that with you. And Lord willing, by the end of this program, you'll be rejoicing too. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, bless every listener today. And thank you for this special season of rejoicing in Messiah Jesus May this program help our listeners watch their forefather in Messiah Jesus name. Amen. Of course, my name is Doe Schwartz here at the Dead Sea in Israel recording this program today here with our Blessing Israeli Believers Feast of Tabernacles tour. Wow, what a special time we are having in the land of Israel. And it's a festive time. It's the time of Sukkot, which means booths. It's a great celebratory uh, uh, feast time holiday here in Israel. It's a time that the Bible speaks of not only in the Old Testament, but also in the New Testament. Every believer in Jesus should understand Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles. Uh, It's a time in Leviticus chapter 23 that is explained as a, a time of rejoicing, a time of, of time of celebrating, and a time of remembering. Now, I, I'm going to read something to you from Leviticus chapter 23, when it says, Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, On the 15th of this seventh month is the Feast of Booths for seven days of the Lord. You shall live in booths for seven days. All the native born in Israel shall live in booths, so that your generations may know that I had the sons of Israel live in booths when I brought them out. From the land of Egypt, I am the Lord your God. And, and, and so they were to remember what the Lord had done, bringing them out of the land of Egypt. Uh, they lived in temporary dwellings in the wilderness. Yes. And so the Lord told them to build a temporary dwelling. He's, he makes real specific how they're to do it. And, and, and they're to put palm branches at the top of it so they could see up through the palm branches. And they could see the stars. They could see the moon. They could remember, wow, we lived in temporary dwellings as the Lord brought us through the wilderness into the promised land. Yes. It's, it's a very important holiday. That's one aspect of it. So as we think about that, What's the new covenant reality? Well, the new covenant reality is this world is a wilderness, man. This world, is there, are there times in this life where this world, world is a total wilderness to you? And like, Lord, deliver me through this wilderness. Well, think of this. We today live in temporary, temporary dwellings, don't we? And, and these temporary dwellings, well, I'm 54 years old, and there's some things that feel like they're kind of starting to wear out. Yeah. And uh, the the good thing is, is the Savior, Messiah Jesus, has promised to never leave us or forsake us. And he's going to bring us through this wilderness, though we live in these temporary dwellings. And he is going to take us to the promised 
lamb. Hallelujah. There's a good word in there for somebody. And and, and so uh, we can think of other aspects of of tabernacles or booths. Uh, they were told to build a tabernacle in the wilderness. And the Lord would meet them in the Holy of Holies in that tabernacle, right? And, and, and then that tabernacle was transformed to a temple when they were in the promised land in Jerusalem. Yes. And uh, the Feast of Tabernacles reminds us that today we are the tabernacle. You Maybe some of you have heard that song. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. With thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. This time of Sukkot, booths, tabernacles, is a time to be very thankful that we are the tabernacle of the Lord today, right? And 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 truly, we can enter into the Holy of Holies. The Bible says that we are seated with Messiah Jesus in heavenly places and that he is in us. It says in Colossians that it's Christ in us, the hope of glory, that we won't be in these temporary dwellings forever. Hallelujah. The Lord's going to come for us. That's why we watch, therefore, for him to come and take us home where we're no longer in temporary dwellings. No, we're in glory. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. That's 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 the goodness of the Lord. And uh and and so in this special season we should remember over this seven day festival, we should remember the goodness of the Lord. Now we are here on tour with about twenty five special brothers and sisters in Messiah Jesus who have come from America, many of whom have heard about this tour on the radio. And this week, Lord willing, we're going to have some of them speaking to the listeners and sharing with you some of the things they're experiencing. And you know what? At the end of this tour, we're going to sit down with the tour company and we're going to schedule a tour for next year just in case the Lord hasn't come in the clouds for us. And maybe you're listening today and you might say, wow, I, I want to get in on that. Go to watchtherefore.tv. Remember, watchtherefore.tv and, and take a look at, at, at that. Uh, keep an eye on that for the details that will be coming up in the weeks to come. So as we think about tabernacles, we remember that the Lord our God is bringing us through this wilderness. Yes, and we can be reminded that he is faithful by Sukkot. He is faithful. Yes, they were to build booths and they were to live in them all across Israel. There are Sukkot, 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 tabernacles, booths, and and they don't live in them primarily. I mean, there might be some really devoted uh, Jewish people devoted to Judaism and the scriptures who do live in them today. But mostly they, they celebrate. They have family and friends over and they eat in the Sukkah and they have nice uh, they have nice celebrations. Right. And and so uh, that that's that's something for us to think about, that even today, the Jewish people now are back in the land of Israel. Hello. Israel was out of existence. You know, my friend John McTurnan talks about this a lot, that that, you know, he was born in the in the 40s. 
in the late 40s. Like he was born in 48, just after the nation of Israel was physically reborn and established. And so most people alive today have grown up with the nation of Israel as a nation. But man, for like 1900 years before that, people haven't. Think about that. We've been living with a miracle right in front of us and seeing these things that are in the Bible take place on our televisions with the wars and the world coming against Israel and all these things. And we like just go on about our lives like nothing's happening. But when you come across Israel and Sukkot and see these these Sukkot all over the land of Israel and Jewish people celebrating and dancing in Jerusalem and, and even believers in Jesus from the nations here supporting Israel, worshiping Jesus in Zion. We live in miraculous times and we need to wake up. Oh, if there's a pastor listening today that isn't talking about these things. Oh, sir, wake up. Oh, God. Oh, God. The Jews are in the land. The nations of the world are saying they have to give their land away for peace and safety. Just like Paul spoke about First Thessalonians 5. And he says that those who don't see what's going on right now are walk in darkness. We need to wake up and, and let the light of Messiah Jesus shine on us. It's Sukkot in Israel. Oh, hallelujah. Listen, if if Charles Spurgeon, the Prince of Preachers, or Charles or John Wesley or D.L. Moody were alive today, they'd be shaking us by the shoulders and saying, don't you see what's going on? Oh, hallelujah. Listen, I've got to take a break for just a moment, and then I've got some really cool things to talk about in addition to the things I've been discussing about tabernacles, about Sukkot. Now, in, uh, I've got to take a break, and I've got to share with you a ministry that's very appropriate for the things that we've been uh, listening to today, and, and that's the ministry Blessing Israeli Believers. We're here in the land of Israel, believers in Messiah Jesus, sharing the gospel, making disciples of Messiah Jesus. It's a, it's a hallelujah time to be alive, and, and we can participate together. It says in Romans fifteen twenty six and 27, that the churches and the nations, they gave Paul an offering to take to this, the poor and suffering saints in Jerusalem. Well, think about this. That ministry went out of existence for 1,900 years. But now believers in Jesus are back in the land, Israeli believers. And, and, and the cost of living is very high, and we have Israeli-believing partners we've worked with, and part of what we do is giving finances to uh, Israeli believers who are suffering financially, but we also give to get the gospel out and, and make disciples, all kinds of uh, save babies from abortion. We can do this ministry. It's apostolic because the apostle Paul did it. And now it's back. It's prophetic because it's in the times of the Jews being brought back from the nations to Israel. Yes, it's end times because it's in the context of the return of our Savior Jesus. Watch Therefore. So go to watchtherefore.tv or blessingisraelibelievers.com. You might even want to give a Sukkot or Tabernacles gift today to bless Israeli believers. Now, having said that, we go back to this wonderful season of Sukkot. Now, first, I want to talk about Sukkot as it relates to the Pool of Siloam. The Pool of Siloam. You remember, this is a place where the Lord used to heal the blind man. Also, he says in this, uh, scripture in John seven thirty seven and 38. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Hallelujah. 
So uh, the Pool of Siloam was a place where a procession would be led by the priests in Jerusalem uh, to the temple. From there, they will have dip, would have dipped water into the Pool of Siloam and poured it into a special place uh, uh, in Jerusalem uh, at the temple, and they would have poured this water, and it would have been a festive pr- pr- procession. They would have been um, laughing and leaping and praising God, as the Bible says, right? Uh uh, there's an article I'm reading. It says, in addition, the Feast of Tabernacles required sacrifices of sin offerings and burnt offerings. At the time of preparation for the morning sacrifice, a priest would descend to the Pool of Siloam amidst great music, celebration, and singing of Isaiah 12, 3. And, and I'll interrupt this article to say that, you know, Isaiah 12, 3 says, we, you shall draw waters from the wells of Yeshua. <laughs> you shall draw waters from the wells of of salvation. That's the name of Jesus in Hebrew. Hallelujah. You shall draw water. And listen, Messiah Jesus spoke to the, 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 the Samaritan lady. He said, whoever takes a drink of this water won't thirst anymore. Hallelujah. Right? So they would, uh, amidst great music, celebration, and singing of Isaiah twelve three, they would uh, fill a golden pitcher with water. And after dipping his pitcher in, in Salome's water, the priest would return to the temple mount, pour the water into one of the silver basins by the altar, yell out, raise your hand. The people would shout to the priest so that they could see he indeed poured the water into the basin. And in the Mishnah, which is a it's a traditional interpretation of the Torah, right, uh, from uh, ancient rabbis. But there's a quote from the Mishnah that says, he who has not seen the rejoicing at the Simchat Bet HaShavah, the water drawing ceremony, has never seen rejoicing in his life, right? And so in that context, while that water is being poured during this celebration, Messiah Jesus yells out, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, there's a there's an old saying out there. Do you have rivers of living water flowing or is it just a little trickle or a drip, drip, drip? Right. Well, if we remember Sukkot properly, that Christ is in us dwelling. If if we've really had our hearts changed, then when we get to those times of a of a just a, a drip, a slow drip. Hey, who wants to be a drip, man? We want that they went with that river flowing, right? What do we do? We go back to Messiah Jesus. We say, "Lord, my heart's gotten hard again." Oh, Lord Jesus. Uh, create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. We we confess to him, I've been breaking the most important commandment of any of them. Well, what do you mean? I uh, I I go to church. I I uh, I take care of my family. I try to be a, a good husband or a good lady, a good wife, or I, I try to raise good kids. I, I you know I give to the church. None of that's anywhere close to the first and greatest commandment. What is it? Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. And the second is like it: love your neighbors yourself. Now, now that's when we get that straight. When we get that heart right. The rivers flow. The joy of the Lord becomes our strength.
not the things that we hope in in this world, right? The joy of the Lord becomes our strength. Messiah Jesus said to the church in Ephesus, you got to return to your first love. You got all that good church stuff going. You got all that, all that stuff working. But there's something missing. You got to return to your first love. Remember when you loved Jesus with all your heart? Remember when you'd smile at problems, and 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 things would would shake a normal person right to their core, and you'd go, "Hey, let her rip, tater chip. Jesus has got it, right." What happened? To, what happened to that time? It's been a while, maybe. Yeah. And so we need to get back to that old Keith Green song. He'll take care of the rest. Yeah. You just think about old Noah toting his umbrella when there wasn't a cloud in the sky. His neighbors would laugh at his pet giraffe and just snicker when he passed by. And the Lord said, hey, Noah, be cool. Just keep building that boat. It's just a matter of time. We'll see who's going to float. You just keep doing your best and praying it's blessed. Jesus takes care of the rest, man. That's You see, that's when you love him with your heart. You think, well, hey, I can't handle this. But he can, and I love him, and he loves me, and that's going to be enough. Jesus takes care of the rest. Yeah? And so Sukkot, tabernacles, he's dwelling in me. He's got it. God's got it. it it's not going to shake me to my core. Why? Because God's got it. What's at my core? King Jesus. He's at my core. Right? What about you? Is he at your core? Are, are rivers like living water flowing through you because you love Jesus? Because because of uh, he's tabernacling in you? Wow. So So as we wind things down here on the program, in Zechariah chapter 14, I got to tell you, if you don't like this Sukkot thing, if you don't like tabernacles, if if this whole thing here isn't floating your boat, you're going to have a problem for about a thousand years. What are you talking about? Because when Jesus comes back, when the Lord comes back, everybody in the kingdom of God will be required to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. Now, it's certainly not a requirement today to celebrate it. But you know what is a requirement? To know about it. Well, how, do you, how can you say that? Well, because the Bible says in Second Timothy, that's the New Testament. It says, present yourself approved to God. A workman that doesn't need to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. And tabernacles is all through the Bible. Right? And so you're commanded by God in his word to know about it. And to understand its implications in the Lord's prophetic plans and purposes. Now, you, how you keep it and celebrate it and all that, that's between you and the Lord. But in terms of knowing about it, now that's a whole different program. And you might be saying, well, I hope you've got some Bible for that. Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. Now, think of this. King Jesus is sitting on his throne. That's a good thing. King Jesus is sitting on his throne. Zechariah fourteen sixteen, And it should come to pass. That everyone who is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, Yahweh Savaot, and to keep the feast of tabernacles. And it shall be that whichever of the families of the earth do not come to Jerusalem to worship the king, Yahweh Savaot, on them there will be no rain. 
If the family of Egypt will not come up and enter in, they shall have no rain. They shall receive the plague with which the Lord strikes the nations who do not come up to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. This shall be the punishment of Egypt and the punishment of all the nations that do not come up to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. In that day, holiness to the Lord shall be engraved on the bells of the horses. The pots in the Lord's house shall be like the bowls before the altar. Yes, every pot in Jerusalem and Judah shall be holiness to the Lord of hosts. Everyone who sacrifices shall come and take them and cook in them. In that day, there shall no longer be a Canaanite in the house of Yahweh, the Lord of hosts. Now, this is the day of the Lord. This is when he's sitting on his throne in Jerusalem. King Jesus, right? For a thousand years, it says in Revelation 20, chapter 20. So, learn about the word of God, what it says, who we are. We're those who he comes in tabernacles with. And in that day, we will go up year after year after year and celebrate the King, Jesus, sitting on his throne in Jerusalem. In Revelation 19, we, with the marriage ceremony in heaven takes place, the rapture has already taken place. We who've been watching, therefore, we're already with the Lord then. And then we come back, we return with him, hallelujah, as he comes to sit on the throne of David. Then year after year, We'll celebrate Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles. That's one of the reasons we have the Feast of Tabernacles Blessing Israeli Believers Tour right now. We're having such a, it's a big Jesus party. Five, seven, eight thousand of us joined together last night under the moon and the stars by the Dead Sea with worship music, praise music, lighting up the mountain, the mountains around the Dead Sea. It's so cool. And King Jesus sent his Holy Spirit and heaven came down on us last night and some the people who are with us they said wow i came this year because it's the feast of tabernacles and i'm so glad never been to israel before but i heard about this and wow it's been great you can come next year lord willing go to watch tv you'll find out more uh, go to blessing israeli believers as you partner with the believers here in the israel we partner with you help keep this message going on the air now i'm going to pray with you may the lord bless you may the lord keep you may Make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. O Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, I pray you would blow your spirit, your Holy Spirit, upon all who are listening. Fill them with your glory. And may the river flow, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name. If there's one listening who's outside of your kingdom because they've never been forgiven of their sins because they never received Jesus as Lord. They're still in their sins. They're going to hell, Lord. Oh, please forgive them. Oh, oh, cry upon, cry out to the Lord. Call upon the name of the Lord who died on the cross for your sins. He was buried on the third day, rose again. Call upon the name of the Lord. Receive Jesus and be saved. Hallelujah. He's alive. He rose from the grave and he's coming very soon. And, and we who are watching, therefore, will see him in the clouds. Thank you, Father and Messiah, Jesus' name for the program. Bless all of our listeners today. Amen. Well, that's it for me today with you here on the program. I pray you've been blessed. I pray you've been blessed. I'm signing off. I'm getting ready to get some sleep so we can have another day of worship here at Sukkot in Israel. And uh, Lord willing, Lord willing, be with you on the program today. Remember, tomorrow, remember to watch Therefore, Messiah Jesus is coming. Anyway. Thanks for listening today, and please join me every day, Monday through Friday, unless our Lord Jesus returns for us this week. 
This program is listener-supported and depends on tax-deductible donations to stay on the air. Give to Watch Therefore and contact me through our website at watchtherefore.tv. You can also send tax-deductible donations to Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. Again, by the web, watchtherefore.tv, and mail, watchtherefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. You can also call me right now at 713-624-0943. That's 713-624-0943. Keep watching for Messiah Jesus.